This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to another episode of the Warm Side of Dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch, uh, and we will be joined by, as ever, Danny Baker. We also have a, a special guest on the on the uh, episode, which is Jonathan All from the Estates. He joins us usually on the Sunday debrief, uh, so you would have heard him before. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll crack straight on. I'll introduce Danny. Danny, how are we? You good? I'm, abs- I'm absolutely marvelous, mate. Movement in the window. January's here. The weight loss. Ambition has been curbed ever so slightly. I found a rogue pack of Quality Street, and John, if you don't know, the Quality Street is like a like a chocolate chocolate assortment box that people in the UK kind of. It's the generic. I haven't got a gift. Go and get them a box of Quality Street. So I found it stuck in the corner somewhere, and of course I was I saw it and I thought, oh, I don't want to touch it. And you had one, had two, and then yeah, there's just there's just a toffee box. penny left. That's it, really. Well, quality street are good, but why do they always put in rubbish chocolate? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's only one worth it, maybe two, which is green triangle and the purple one. So, well, the haze are not in it. Yeah, so the best thing to do, but it does cost a little bit of money, is oh, go to John, go. John Lewis in London. You buy your own tin and you can fill it with the ones you like. Oh, that's quite cool. Yeah, but it costs about £15 a tin. Yeah, but you with this podcast sponsorship and stuff, we've got loads of gosh, haven't we? Yeah, thanks to Season Master for buying us our Christmas quality street this year. <laughs> yeah, thanks to Season Master for the purple, the purple ones. Well, but no, Ma- life's all masters didn't buy us a thing, so no, no, I'm, I'm still waiting for the flip flops from them. Um, <laughs> yeah. but no, yeah, well, to write, I had a little chat with some guys at work about um, one our favorite one season wonders, uh, which was quite good. We saw a, a thing on Sky because obviously the most people come up with like Me Too, come up with Pappy Cisse. I said Tony Yaboa because he had that one year when everyone was like, no. oh, my God, he's unreal. And after that, he was dead. But I was just trying to wrap my brain. Just well, to, he died. Did we, 
No, he's no, he didn't die. Oh, one good football season, crikey! After the one I mean, good season, like unless, he's, unless he's gone in the night, if that is the case, then you know, two amazing goals, and then that was it. So, know. can you think of off the top of your head any random Don's one season wonders? No, I mean, I've got. I wrote I've down. Got, I've got one. There weren't two. even a one season wonder. It was a one game wonder. Oh right, got it. Toby, is it Toby Ajali? Toby Ajala. You know, one... who just signed for Sammy Moore at Faversham Town. Yeah, no, he's not at Faversham. He's at yeah. uh, Potter's Bar. No, Sammy Moore's at well... Potter's Bar. Sammy's... Sammy Moore is at Faversham. He's moved from Potter's Bar. You are well behind the times, Mister Finch. I'm checking that because I don't. You can it. check it if you like. You can, of course, you can. And when you... a written apology would be, uh, I, I think my. Uh... My preferred apology from you. But he's, um, but Tom, he's the one Toby goal. Ajala was good. Um, I said um, Aziz. He had you're, one good year. You're right. I am yeah. Cor- yeah. Can I just have that? Can you say it one more time, please? You are correct. He's just. Left. I am correct. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, Toby Ajala at Faversham Town. Do you want to say where he plays again, Lee? Or... No, no, but that, that was a, well, it was a one tackle wonder. It was a one tackle wonder, wasn't it? He was brilliant. Yeah. But I thought Aziz was good in our promotion year, and after that, we it's never saw him. one season wonder. No, no, I'm not having that. You don't, you're not having that? You're not having no, him? He, you don't he, think he was that good? No, I, I think he was good, but he was good over three or four seasons. Not good, but no, he, not over he, played three his, or four seasons. he played his part over two or three seasons. It wasn't just one oh, season. I don't know. I, I've, got, I've got him down as just a one, I think. And then I have one I said, which was, and I think it was his old career, was Billy Knott. I thought he was brilliant at us, and after that, his old career kind of. <laughs> When at Bradford, did nothing. Bradford, he he did Margate. nothing. You having a laugh? No. He, he scored against Chelsea in the FA Cup and knocked him out. Yeah, but, but he not. Yeah, yeah, you can Bradford score against teams and love still him. be Bradford random. fans absolutely love him. Okay. Well, I, I, that so was my. What, that, they were my. Um, that one. Did are you, you s- just trying to? Are you just trying to get back at me because you got <laughs> yeah. the Favish from Town did thing you, wrong? Did you see the shout on Facebook today? No. Is that why you're mentioning Billy Not? Yes. Because someone said Billy Not signed for Margate. I'd have him back. Oh God, am I too? Well, I love Billy Knott, and I feel so because he did go through some personal issues. I see him playing. Yeah, bless him. Yeah, we read that. Bowers so that was it. I was just chatting, chatting a few guys about one season wonders. What about I... Smith, who played in the playoff final? Again, another one-game wonder. Yeah, but I don't think he was even good in that, really. Was it Connor no, Smith? He was rubbish, but he, we won the playoff final. And if you think he got a medal, he, he played at Wembley. We won the game. Akin Fenwell was a one-season one, wasn't he? He he was with us for two. Same as Aziz in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could, but the thing with his career though is he's had, he's had a long career after, and he, he, whereas Aziz has been dead. He's a non Apart from that, he did as well. No, Lee, no, can you stop saying that everybody's dead? If that's all right, let's keep, it, let's keep it above board. Your after, mortality rate at the moment is horrendous. After Wimbledon, that's it. They all they just die. They're just dead to you, aren't they? Yeah, but I don't know. I, I want less. Ask Jonathan. Jonathan, does it transfer across the pond? This one season wonder. Are there oh, many? Yeah. Aspects of that in sort of other sports over there? Oh, definitely. Uh, actually, the the other sport I follow really closely is baseball. Okay. And uh, the, my team is the Chicago Cubs, and I'm a Yankees they, fan. They All they right. just they signed a couple of guys to one year deals, and you know either what happens is they're trash, and we're like, why did we waste our time? Good thing it was only one year, or they're awesome, and then they sign somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> so they're kind of like. The Cubs are kind of at the moment a bit of a, a stepping stone type club. Either you turn up and you're great and you move Ooh, on. Rude, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying, if I'm just interpreting what's being said. Um, unfortunately, that happens from time. They they won the World Series in 2016. And that was the, oh, wow. first, that was the first World Series they'd won in more than 100 years. So, Oh, my God. You know, being, being a Cub fan... Is actually now is a lot better than it was for most of my life. They're but... not. They're not. The, they're not the club that had the jinx. Or is that is that the Red Sox? Yes, both of them. Both really? 
both the Cubs and the Red Sox went more than 100 years. Well, they, they say it was a jinx. It's just they were not very good. No, no, they had like a jinx, wasn't it? There was like it was called like the jinx of something, and no, I don't know what the jinx. story was. It's just not well, good. It, with the Red Sox, it's that they sold Babe Ruth to the Yankees, and for the Cubs, the the alleged jinx was that there was a great tavern in Chicago, the Billy Goat Tavern, and okay. the owner brought his goat to Wrigley Field, and they kicked him out. They wouldn't let him bring the goat in, and he said, "That's it. I there's a jinx on the Chicago Cubs. You'll never win a World Series." That, there we are, Lee. It was a jinx. That, I, I'm, a, I'm a Yankees fan. Do you know what I mean? The best place right. in the world. I'll tell you, watch them home I've, and away, Lee. Yeah. I've, I've, well, I've been to Yankee Stadium. I have been. Well, right. We've all been to Yankee Stadium, mate. And uh, the, the best baseball film ever is Moneyball, which is a great film. And they tried. That's to not sign... about the Yankees, is it? No, it's about uh, Oakland Raiders and Oakland, Oakland, Oakland Athletics. A's, A's, yeah. So the Raiders are the uh, NFL team of Pontiac. And they're trying to work out how to beat the Yankees. But they they? tried to get Billy Bean. Liverpool tried to get Billy Bean, didn't they, to come over and do what he did in football? Yeah. Is it quite? Is it so? In terms of the soccer stuff, Jonathan, I know we're kind of we will eventually talk about our football club. But there seems to be quite a big interest in. Obviously, you got Michael B. Jordan at Bournemouth now. Mm. You've obviously got LeBron and the Fenway Group. I don't know if they're still. I don't know if they're still doing it. Obviously, Wrexham. Has there yeah. been quite a lot of interest? Is there people starting to like look across the pond and take more note? Or is it just those I, are interested? I mean, I think so. So here are a couple of things. Um, I saw a list of the top 100 broadcasts um, in the U.S. in 2022. And three World Cup games were in the top 100. Oh, wow. They, there was not a single Major League Baseball game. There was not a single NHL hockey game in there. Uh, so I think that that soccer is getting more popular. We still got a long way to go. I'm really excited. I live uh, about 100 miles from St. Louis, and we're getting an MLS team. Oh, wow. Yeah, they start in, in uh, at the end of February, and it is. I'm very excited to go watch some football. I'm really excited. Football, thank you. I, I still... <laughs> St. Louis City will be my second team after Wimbledon, but I'm still very excited that there'll be a. And is it is that a is it a genuine thing over in the states, Jonathan? That you've obviously got you know, like you said, the baseball and NHL. Is soccer, in your words, and football and ours, is that catching up? You know, there used to be the big four sports. It's still football. It's still football across the board. (laughs) Is is there a risk of soccer, football, football, whatever you want to call it? taking one. over one of those two or is it yeah. always going to be well, no, no baseball's I, there and this is it i think the best that s- soccer can do in the football. united states football is the best it could possibly do would be third place because wow. behind american football and uh basketball yeah and then i think baseball keeps and i love baseball but it keeps declining and hockey is a distant fourth i i think soccer may be bigger than hockey over here now I really do think, and I say, yeah, okay, that's interesting. Well, so, well, why well, asking, Jonathan? What's the yeah. what's the crack? You're obviously a Wimbledon fan. Give yeah. us what on earth are you doing supporting Wimbledon? <laughs> well, okay, so I'm a big fan of the author John Green, and I know okay. that's how a lot of people find the team. Um, and and some and I get some stick for that too, which is okay. I get it because there's a lot of fair weather people who hear the Wimbledon story from John Green. They say they're Wimbledon fans, but they don't know. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't. They wouldn't know Lyle Piggott. They wouldn't know Joe Piggott or Lyle Taylor if they came up and bit him on the backside. Um, but so let me tell you how this happened. So among the things that John Green does is he does a podcast with his brother, Hank. It's a comedy podcast. And at the end of every podcast, 
Hank does the the he says the news from Mars where he talks about you know, the Mars rover and space exploration because he's a yeah. big science geek. And then John does the news from AFC Wimbledon. So oh, cool. every, every week at the end of this comedy podcast, John would talk about what had happened the previous week with AFC Wimbledon. So I would hear the the excitement and passion in his voice when he'd talk about like Akin Fenwa or Piggott or you know some great thing that had happened and hear how scared he was when relegation came around. Because you know, this was four or five years ago, which admittedly was like the worst time to start being a Wimbledon. <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was really bad. Um, but so the more he'd talk about it, then I started doing things like watching highlights, kind of following the team. Okay. And it's just kind of been a, a slow burn where I'm like, this is really interesting. I I don't know a ton about soccer. So I've been learning about it. And, you know, Wimbledon was the way that I did it. And, you know, I, I you got to be a fan of something. And this is as good as anything. And I did join the Don's Trust. And uh, oh, cool. So I'm a Don's Trust member. And I in uh, this season, I finally ponied up for I follow. So I've been watching the games and it's it's been a, a ton wow. of fun. I love it. Absolutely love it. And, and that's what I like, Jonathan. And we, we, as I said, we spoke on the debrief quite a lot. You come on, you got, you've got right into it, like passionately into it as well. You get involved on Twitter and stuff. And and, and as you said, I've, I had a few comments with John Green when he he started trying to tell us how we should support Wimbledon and stuff. But I kind of get the point. And I, what I like, as I said, is that you've passionately started following the club. As you said, there's some nerf fighters and stuff who say, yeah, we're Wimbledon fans because John Green, but they wouldn't know who one of our players was at the moment. And I think that's a brilliant thing. And and, and you've I said Don's Trust member. How do you find the Don's Trust? How do, you, how do you find the politics regarding a football team? Well, you know, I mean, it's it's definitely been interesting. Uh, Lee, I know you know you think Pro Boards is an absolute mess. And um, I do go on there and I read. I don't comment much at all, but I do read what's going on. You know, look, any fan base is going to be incredibly diverse. And there are some fans of Wimbledon that don't care who owns the club. They just want to go to a match, see a team that plays good football and wins. That's all they want. They don't yep. care anything else. Then there are other fans who probably don't even care if the team wins. They want to have a nice stadium. They want to have a, a team that is socially involved, that's helping the community and, you know, and have a nice, pleasant uh, Saturday afternoon. If they win, great. If they don't, no big deal. But they're they're that's you know their their motivations are something else. And I think and I hope that Wimbledon as a fan base on the whole will let everybody be the kind of fan that they want to be, and that we can all still work together to say this is our club and we care. Yeah, no, I, 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 the thing is again we were talking about sport in America and stuff and. With football, it's a very you'll you'll know this with listening to me most weeks. It's a very fickle game. So one week I'm like Johnny Jackson, I love the geezer. Next minute I think he's an absolute tool, and I'd like him to be sat. But yeah, I think that's the problem with football. I think it's so emotional, uh, and, and and people don't take the emotion out of it. As you said, you well we we said beforehand, you you broke stuff on Twitter, and some of our fans have gone like called you names and stuff like that, which is you you have to have thick skin being a football fan. I think that it can be any fan in the world, especially nowadays with social media. It's uh, everyone has an opinion, and the problem nowadays I have issues with is everyone's opinion. They think that it actually is the the most important opinion. So. I mean, how easy is it, Jonathan, to follow Wimbledon from where you are? And 
obviously, firstly, you're everyone and anyone who's listening, you're very welcome and you're a part of our wonderful family. But what's motivated you to see it as just a, not just a, oh, this is funny. I wonder what's happening to, okay, actually, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stump up for a ticket. I'm going to stump up and listen, what, there must have been a key thing. What is it that has made you stay on this journey rather than getting off? I, I think it's probably the the passion of the fans. I mean, even the ones I don't agree with, yeah, I see how much they care. And um, and I think that that one of the things that frustrates me about American sports is the lack of community. Yeah, I and and I think a lot of it is just the geography. You know, Wing, England is so much smaller, you know, geographically that when you're a supporter of a team, you tend to be a tighter group. You yeah. Know? I mean, the closest MLS team is still 100 miles away, and I'm excited about that, you know. And how many how many football clubs in England would you pass by if you drove 100 miles, you know, dozens? I mean, is franchising still – has there not been any kick? I mean, obviously, I know, like, teams move around and stuff. It's been documented. I don't want to go into hundreds of examples because there are a lot. Is it still a thing? I just – I don't – I'm not I'm, – I find it really difficult to understand how teams can – places can have a team and then it just go. And like you said, I know the, the the Wimbledon thing with the community and the franchising. Are you are you anti that in terms of in America, or is it just a different model and it, it's a different landscape? Well, I I prefer the English football model for a few reasons. Number one, I think the teams are much more tied to their cities and to their communities. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, the, the American football, we used to have the St. Louis Rams, and then That's right. guy, you know Stan Kroenke. Yeah. Um, moved them uh, to Los Angeles, and that made a lot of people angry. But you know, nobody cares. It's just all about the money and the dollars. And I understand that in English football, the the money rules everything. I get it. You know that. that but but still, there's a community issue there. Yeah. And and the other thing that I love about English football that that has gotten me into this is, um, I love relegation. I mean, I don't want to be relegated, but the American football team I followed closely, the Chicago Bears intentionally got rid of their best players so that they could be in last place so they could get the first round draft pick. They intentionally lost games. They intentionally said, we're not going to play our best so that we can get a first round draft pick. And I love the fact that you can't do that in English football. Also, I think, John, I don't know. I, I try and look into the NFL a little bit because I know friends, I don't, I'm not a big fan of it myself. I, I can't get into it, but I know friends who have, but with American football, it's more the fact that college football is bigger with regards to people go to universities and colleges and they support that team. And then they just go to the, like, I know you've got the, uh, who are they, Green Bay Packers and things like that. But as I said, I know Las Vegas have just got the Oakland uh, like Raiders now playing in Vegas. But it's more the fact of where you went to uni, where you went to college, that's kind of your team. And that's where you're going to support them. And then the, the other, the NFL is kind of like a sideline to that kind of thing. Well, I except there's a lot. I mean, NFL is still bigger and 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 more powerful, and uh, and, and yeah, there's definitely some of that. But even college football, I'm I'm just so tired of it. I'm just so tired of universities being shills for this profit center athletics thing on the side. Teach kids, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would much rather there instead. I'd rather much rather there be like an NFL championship or league one kind of thing and take all of those players that are currently playing college football and have teams in smaller cities and have it look more like English football. That Why would... have they not done that? It just, it's bonkers. Like you, I don't understand it. It, it, it makes, you, you've got this big, like 
chasm or, or big sort of area where no one is using. And it's like, you could, there's no reason why you couldn't create all these. There should be a team in every state and, and everyone supports that team and they go up and they go down, but that's your team. And it, it just, I don't understand the limitation of it. And with the NFL being such a major, massive product, you could quite easily do two parallel, two, you know, the the the, yeah. the Super Bowl line, which is you win the Super Bowl, and the team trying to get into the NFL. They could run side by side. You can do it exactly the same model. I just, I find it, I find it really then, difficult to understand. Also, you got to look at football over here now. It's becoming more of a like you look at Chelsea. They've got about hundred youth team players that they just bring all these youth team players are never going to make it. Do you know what I mean? Like Luke McCormick, we had him for a season. He's gone Bristol, not setting the world alight. Do you know what I mean? They, they try and play a certain way. So when they go to League Two, it's becoming a bit Americanized because they're just, just bulking up on all the players they can. It's just you know weird I mean? that they don't do in any of the sports. So like in all four, from what I understand, maybe you'll be wrong, but they don't seem to have any, you're not playing well enough. You're going to go down. It, it just, that sense of Such peril a big country, doesn't though, seem as to happen. Well. Baseball then. does have that. Baseball has oh, what right. call the minor leagues. And That's right. Triple A. But the difference is that like the Chicago Cubs, all of the players who are in the Cubs farm team leagues play for them. And those teams aren't necessarily about winning. Those are about player development yeah. and moving people up the chain. Baseball's better than all of the other ones because the other ones just use college as their minor leagues. Yeah, that, that's the way the other sports do is they essentially use college as their minor leagues. I, you know, I I do love though youth academies, and you know, you can maybe say that Chelsea or other premierships are you know bulking up on players and hogging them, but at least they're doing something to develop the game. You know, the, the you know other the, the in in American football. You know the New York Giants or the Chicago Bears. They they just wait to see who comes out of college and they play. Yeah, of course, them. yeah. You know they're they're not doing anything to advance the game, and even then they if you know, we're not doing so great, get rid of all our good players, get a better draft pick, and start over. I don't like that. Should we should we move move on? To yeah, absolutely. The, to crew because yeah. people tune in and think this is an American football podcast. I love it. <laughs> I mean, because on Spotify. So come on in, Jonathan. Give us your. Um, did you watch the crew game? I did watch the crew Go game. On in. Give I us did. your load and what did you think? Okay. Number one, it was boring. It was a boring. <laughs> yes, <game>. very <laughs> okay. boring. I fell asleep. Uh, number two, I do not like. I did. I do not like that they played three. Thank uh, you. In fact, um, but that's not why we didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't win because we didn't create chances and mm -hmm. we didn't convert. That's why. Actually, the defense played pretty well. And the three in the back that we saw against Crew was not the same three in the back that we saw early in the season because they weren't yeah. passing. They weren't passing back there. They weren't expecting guys like Pierce to play with pace. You yeah. know, it was much more of a the three in the back were much more defender and stopper roles than they were trying to get fancy and pass the ball back there. So, yes, it was boring. Yes, I want four in the back instead of three. But what really, really it, it showed was, you know, without Woodyard and Assal in there, we 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 can't score. Yeah. And, and I'm hoping, and I know we're going to talk about transfer window a little bit later, but we need to be able to create more chances um, because I think the defense is going to be fine. Even if Johnny Jackson loses his mind and goes back to three in the back, Hopefully, you know, they'll they'll be doing a better three in the back. But we I, I was just incredibly frustrated by no chances. Yeah, I I fell asleep during the game. I thought it was it was that dull. I was just well, it I, was pants, wasn't it? It was Crikey. so bad. Uh 
I do worry. What did you make? Of, what did you make of Pierce Lee? By the way, what, what did you see? Was excellent. The did only you? problem is crew didn't really offer much. They had Daniel Aggie up front, which he didn't get behind him. Uh, they played long balls, which Pierce is going to lap up all day yep, long. Hundred you know I mean? He's going to take anything out of the air. He is slow. There was one point when he was running. I yeah, thought he was he running through quick roasted, stand, didn't he? And that worries me. And I also we talk about the, the the signings that we've made. I do worry now with the signings that we brought in that we will go three five two. Uh, it really. I don't think he can play in a two, though. Do you think he could play in a two, Pierce? I don't think he can either. But who you have got Gunter, you have got Brown, and you've got Nightingale coming back. But he's made a glass, so I don't know when he's going to be ready. I thought Lee Brown played okay. He slows everything down. We talked about on the debrief his antics at the end of the game, kind of oh, was a bit that embarrassing. Was so cringe. Do you know what I mean? If we're winning one nil, you can kind of get behind it, and it's it's funny. But if that guy scores and we lose that game one nil, did you see that bit, Jonathan? When he kind of, I did. I, I saw it when it oh, happened, and then I also saw you know the little clips that a bunch of people posted on Twitter, and it's like, oh jeez, it was it's embarrassing. It's emba- yeah, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. We we I, talk about shithousery and how we love it and stuff like that. And, no, that's and rubbish. Pell Pell's stuff kind of people were a bit mixed with Pell because he goes down like when he looked like he'd been headbutted, he went down like he'd been shot and stuff. And we kind of get behind it a little bit, but that was embarrassing. Sorry, Jonathan. Well, I just it yeah, I think that 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 kind of stuff it has to be in the right amount at the right time, and I think yeah. we did it too much at the wrong time. What did you think, Dan? I thought it was. Um... I thought it was a good point, actually. I think if you think on within on the morning on the evening before Towler going losing Paris, the fact that Asal was injured still, you're losing three or four major players. Plus, obviously, Woodjod not we didn't know he was injured or anything. Um, I think if you lose those four players and then to come away Ooh. with a clean sheet, I think is a pretty good effort. What the club didn't tell us a player was injured. That's not like them, isn't it? Really. So yeah, I, I was I was frustrated. It, it was one of those kind of games as well where people I felt were busy but busy doing nothing. I know you're you, oh. you with Chislet. That was the game that gives you your point around Chislet in terms of work. Lot you know run around a lot was busy. Did absolutely zero this is, in terms this will, of cutting will, bit. We'll talk about the transfer window and that's why some I think a certain player has been brought in to give Chislet. That kind of you have to play well every week, or you're going to be on. You know what I mean? Because Chislet has no had no competition. There's been no one that can come in for Chislet. No. NYC is still behind it. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think yeah. Well, but I I also I don't think it was a good point. Crew had, he didn't. Crew had six players out injured. I think maybe more. I can't remember how many, but they had six players out injured. We should have gone out there. We've got a very tough schedule coming up: Bradford, Newport, Stockport, uh, Orient away as well coming up. We've got a really tough schedule. Crew, uh, I don't. They're rubbish. I, I can't. They I can't, aren't great. I can't get their form off. I, I ain't got it in front of me. But I'd expect us to go out there and at least tack, especially with the players. I know we haven't got Asal and we haven't got uh, Woodyard. Woodyard's not the biggest miss for me. I think Asal's a massive miss. But we had a new signing on the bench that we could have bought on. He didn't. We had three attacking players on the bench that we didn't bring on till late. I just thought it was a, a clean sheet. Positives, great. Pierce coming back, playing well. Positive. I just think we 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 let two points slip. I think it was a good point because um, with very little notice, we were down three players, Magoma, uh, Towler, Towler and, 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 and Woodyard as well. Yeah. In Woodyard. So four, I mean, you know, without a heck of a lot of notice, we were down four of our better players. Well, four starters, definitely. Yeah. And, and despite that, we got a point on the road. I, it's hard to not be at least, Say that's that's all right. I'll take. What do we make of what do you make of George Marsh, Jonathan? Because we've been speaking a lot about him. Missed opportunity, 
didn't quite cut it for me. I don't know where you sat with it. I don't know. I, I he's he's frustrating, and even more so than like Magoma was. Per- Do you like him as a player in general? Not yet. I mean, because okay. like like Makoma would like occasionally show things. You're like, oh yeah, that's that's nice. But then he was crap a lot of the other time. Mm-hmm. Marsh, I never see anything where I'm like, that's great. I just see a lot of mm, close. Yeah, he's almost. I, I I feel like I feel like he could explode. Um, maybe he's alone. I I don't know. I but but I I have not seen anything from Marsh that makes me think that that he should be starting or that he's much of a solution right now. My problem with Marsh is he's he's needs to be Woodyard and he's not unfortunately as yeah, much as I don't I like Woodyard. He 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 needs to be pushing Woodyard and I don't think he can. He goes sideways, he goes backwards too much. He doesn't get the ball and go forward with it. Uh, and that again, when you're playing crew, you need someone that's going to get the ball, drag it forward, like Magoma would do. As I agree with Jonathan, I don't think he's been that great in games, Magoma. But there was that same where if he got the ball, he'd try and go forward, beat a man, and then we'll be off on an attack. Where Marsh, I think Marsh might be gone at the end of the season. I, I don't think he'll be with us next season. But yeah, I I don't think there's too much else we can discuss regarding crew. Really, it was no. A, I think nil-nil. it was a very, a very forgettable game, and like I said. Differences of opinion. I think from the from the whole from the Wimbledon whole point of view, it's a game we we probably should have been targeting to win. But Thank I feel you. like with the four, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely welcome. But I feel you like with be- the four players missing and they were big players, four starters. I feel like, you know what, I think I'm with Jonathan. I think you take the point and you just go, okay, clean sheet. We lost to Sutton. We, we've shown a little bit more, but and we'll talk about it in the next section. There's clearly a huge elephant in the room that we've got to address and the, and the, the recruitment guys have got to do some work on it. I would just say that we should be targeting every game to win. I, I don't, I don't think it's ever acceptable to, to approach any game other than we can win this. Oh yeah. I, I totally agree. But unfortunately football is a strange game and you think you, oh, yeah. you, you lose to Orient and you beat them two 0 and then you go and play cruelly and we'd probably lose that game. But yeah, what we'll do is we'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll discuss how I was correct with regards to the transfer window and we'll wrong with Toby Jala, yeah. And we'll discuss our three new signings. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. And we're back and we're going to be discussing the free signings that we made in the transfer window, uh, how I, I called one, uh, how I was correct. Uh, I also have got stick because I did call a load of, I did kind of shit the bed during the week regarding trialists being at the You're club right. and stuff. But yeah, well, yeah. And uh, yeah, so we've signed three players. We signed Sam Pearson on loan from Bristol, which I believe is a case of them feeling sorry that Riley Taylor left and they gave us Sam Pearson to try and just make that relationship sound uh we signed amani uh, little from forest green rovers on loan uh hasn't really done much at forest green uh forest green rovers fans are not the biggest fan of his but he done really well at talkie in the conference the conference to league two is probably not that different you know what i mean I, I i reckon the top six in the conference could be in the top six of the uh league two uh, he scored i think it's 15 goals in 38 appearances for him uh, maybe the jump from conference to League One was a little bit too steep, and we signed Ali How Al, Ali How Hamadidi, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, the Iraqi international Ali Al-Hamadi. There you go. Jonathan. That's, what I, that's what I said, Jonathan. That's almost what you said. And uh, 
we that's the one I called last week. I told everyone that we'd had signed him. That's been in the bag, I think, for I don't know why it's taken so long, but it has that was done ages ago. Even Chris Falk put on uh, his Twitter, I can now follow you back. So I as I said, last last week when the podcast was out, I did say that we had signed him. And I was right. Is that is that us done, do you think? I mean, do you think no. it's just three that the three players are replacing three players in are replacing those players or not? My my only worry is centre back wise. We've got, as I said, we've got Paul Callumbay, uh Pierce, and Will Nightingale as the three centre backs. As the main centre backs, yeah. with the two others who can Lee join Brown and Gunner yeah. can can play centre back, but only in a three, which I don't ever want to see us play again. Which as I said earlier, I think now that we've signed these three players, I think we might play three at the back and go with Curry left wing back, Billo right wing back, and then we'll go in the middle. We'll go Little, uh, Woodyard, and Pell. And then we'll go Ali and Davison up front. So this team, realistically, one of our best players is your Chislet. With the five, it, it doesn't sound like it works too well for him. And also, this is why I said earlier as well, is I think that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Little's come in to give competition to Chislet. Do you know what I mean? Because they're both set-piece. Uh, he, he's yeah. apparently a set, uh, what's they call him? Set-piece specialist. specialist. That's it. Set-piece specialist. Uh, he, he likes to get forward. There's a YouTube video we put online today of his goals at Torquay, and he okay. he's a number ten, kind of McCormick that we wanted. Hopefully, he's going to score. But my my only worry, and this is my only, and then we'll come, Jonathan. My only worry about him, little, is Forest Green at bottom of their league, yeah. and they're happy for a goal scoring midfielder to go. Do you know what I mean? Again, maybe the step up was too much for him, and League Two Conference might suit him. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, they're happy for him to go. And it's a loan deal, which we know January loans haven't always worked for us, but hopefully we learn. Jonathan, sorry, go ahead, mate. Yeah, well, okay. So uh, first of all, I think little, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm a tool and like I'm spinning this. <laughs> Good use of the word. Well done. Thank you. So, um, but, you know, he did really well in conference. A League One team saw him and said, hey, we think that, that he can help us. Came up, had some moments that were really good. Scored two against Leighton Orient in a cup game cup game yeah because Hudlin scored two in a cup game so I keep everything in perspective yep <laughs> um, but he did have some great moments um but maybe he wasn't quite ready for it so maybe league two is really where he should be and maybe maybe we fell into something really really nice here where an outstanding conference player tried to go up to one a little too much loaned him down to two uh so yeah I I think I think that's possible but I, Lee, I want to go back to what you were saying earlier because you were talking about what a three-five-two would look like, and I don't think you mentioned a Saul. No, I, I don't think I think he's off. If I'm being honest, now in the in this window, yes, yeah. There's a lot of teams. Bolton are the new ones that are, are after him. It's weird. Johnny Jackson on new, not on the official, but on the London, you know, the local rag. They've said that he's gonna. He hasn't trained still with the boys, or he's had two sessions, so he's gonna be a late call up for Bradford. I, I do think he is sick. I just think that he could be off, and this is why What's we're he got so... AIDS. I mean, come on. I mean, who's got, who's off for three weeks with an illness? Well, it's like I, the Ebola I, crisis. Fair, I, had that, I had that flu recently, and that wiped me out for a little while, Dan. So what for three weeks? Not three weeks. I'm a bit of a man, so I get over it. Yeah, so. yeah, you are. You man, are actually a man. Flu. Bloke. Ask yeah, the missus. I'd have running off. Can we? Can I? Can, can I'm just going to jump around because that's what I do. Not literally jump around. I've got to talk about Riley Taylor. Thirty grand. Yeah, ain't thirty grand. That's the and that's the fee that they've they've touted. I'm sure with wages or whatever it is, but would would we 
do you think we were in for him? Would should we have gone in and had a little go at that or not really? Apparently, it's, it's much more than thirty grand. That was just something someone said, a fan said, or saying it ain't thirty grand. Uh, we tr- if it was, would we should we have been in? We, for we him? were in for him. Oh, okay, fine. But we couldn't afford the wages. I think the the t- again, yeah, the wages on Twitter. Him. I think it was four grand a week that Portsmouth have offered him. Uh, yeah. I think we're gonna. We probably would have been offering him what two and a half, three grand. I'm just a bit weird that Bristol City have sold him. I mean, how old is he? Twenty twenty one. Why would you keep him? He's played one game for them. He's a young player, but they've probably got... Now, say they get 100 grand for him, 50 grand for him, even the 30 grand for him. They could use that 30 grand to bring in someone that's going to be a little bit championship level. He ain't cha- he, Riley Taylor's not championship level. No, but 30 grand for a championship, it, it's just... Plus incentives. Go, the, the, the yeah, but it doesn't go does anywhere, does it, in the championship? If you're Bristol City, you're not going, let's get rid of Towler and let's free out that 30 grand and the £850 a week. They're just not going to do anything, is it? If, for what they're going to buy. I just, uh, I just I wonder whether... You know, I don't know. What do you think, Jonathan? Okay, so I obviously we don't know for sure, and I know even less because I'm old, far away. But let's say that it was thirty grand. But what if there was like a twenty five percent sell on clause involved with that? And Towler's really young, so maybe five years from now, someone you know buys him for ten million pounds. That looks like a pretty darn good deal to let him go for thirty, but have that sell on clause. And let him get his experience other places before you cash in. So I mean, it, there's there's so many different moving pieces that could be involved. I love Toller. I thought he was great. I thought he looked great with PK. And I'm sad that he's gone. But and this might be unpopular. I I'm not too concerned about getting another center back because I think that uh, the right combination of Pierce, Nightingale, and Brown can fill in for Toller and still be good. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I, centre-back-wise, I think I said this on the debrief the other day, that centre-back-wise, I wouldn't be... I think we said it last week before Taylor was gone, Dan, that we wouldn't be looking at a centre-back. We have enough cover. Pierce, I don't know if he can play in a two. Will Nightingale's coming back. Do you know what I mean? Hopefully, we'll be fine. Uh, it's just the sheer number, isn't it? Number of those defenders in those kind of areas you'd have felt... We could possibly get a loan, a young loan centre-back from a Spurs or something like that to come in and do a job. What I was going to say to you guys is uh, these three new players that we signed... Pearson, yep. uh, Al Hamadidi, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Little. That already strengthens our bench already, which was a massive yeah. problem of mine. If you looked at our bench against Crew, in, in my opinion, it's the big. It, we've got three people who, and again, we've not seen any of them play, but they do change the game potentially. Well, if you're having, who are you having? Are you having uh, Ali over Fisher? All day long, even though Ali's not played a lot of professional. Never games. seen him. I'm, I'm picking him. Yeah, but he, he's played Bromley. He's played at Wickham. Do you know what I mean? He has played for them teams. He's I've not seen Little, table. but I'm picking him over Bendel. But again, Little, you're, I, I'm, I am picking Little over Bendel at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I am. I know yeah. some people go mad. Like no, Mick I'm Dor- definitely. McDaw will have a hissy fit over this comment because he loves Bendel. But the guys played 38 games in the conference and scored 15 goals. So you're, there's a pedigree there already. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We haven't got on our bench. And Bendel needs a loan. We all know this. He, need, he I, I, I think him coming in means Bendel gets his, gets a, a full, a full five months. He's trained with the first team. He gets a month here, a month there, or he goes five. You know, you go to Woking and well, go you, and play. You'd expect the conference, conference half team now to go. Yeah, I'll have him because he's been training with your first team. He's been a League Two footballer. Do you know what I mean? He's played in a few cup games. Yeah, I'd expect that. As I said, I, Marsh. I don't think he'll go out on loan. I think we'll keep him. I think Isaac possibly could go out on loan now as well because we're going to have our bench is going to be what Gunter, uh, Pearson, Brown, Brown potentially, Brown, Pearson, Little. Do you know what I mean? They're not getting in straight away, but 
I, I, what I like about Johnny Jackson is that he always says, if you get your chance, you come in, you're going to, you're going to keep that shirt. And he's done it with Curry and Billa. I do. It has, now keeps us competition for Billa and Curry, because I think them two might need, Billa I thought was struggled a bit against crew again. And there's yeah. a couple of games now. He's but struggled. I do think if you do go with three at the bat, they are the two perfect wingbacks. They will get up and down. They're quick. Agreed. I think, I think it suits their style of play. But if we, I don't think it suits us as a team going forwards, but those two as wingbacks, I think are perfect. But if we play four at the back. You can go now. Gunter can go right back, which is his favorite yeah. position. Jonathan, what's your thoughts on this, the, the squad strengthening? Well, I, I, I still want to see what, what how we're going to line up. I, Cause I think the big question is, I hope that we are going to play two at the front because, you know, that I think that's really critical because we keep talking about, you know, players that we've got that that are good up front if they're with somebody, yeah. you know, like NYC or, you know, I mean, Robinson can't be up front by himself. Or, and I don't know, I, Al Hamadi, let's see what he can do. But I think two up front, I think Davison's going to be a lot better. I think about like how great, in some of those early games, Davison and NYC look together. Mm-hmm. Not that I think, I mean, Al Hamadi might be uh, ahead of, of, of NYC, but I think if we had two up front and we have Davison, NYC, Robinson, Al Hamadi, and we mix and match those four and we, there's different looks, there's different combinations. You can always have some fresh legs. I love that. Those four up front, if we play two up front. Um, so I like that. Uh, so I, I I'm pretty optimistic. I still like to see one more signing. Um, but uh, where you know, where on the pitch, Jonathan? Oh, God. I mean, a lot of it depends on on what what form what track tactic we use. But I still don't think there is a left winger on this squad. I just don't think there's one there. I mean, Asal. I I think he's good enough. He can play there. But I don't. I oh I. Mm-hmm. Maybe I maybe I'm just dreaming for a unicorn here, but I would really like a great, true left-footed winger who can cross like crazy. Can, can yeah, Pearson, like knock, Pearson knock do a dime it? off a beer can with a cross. Can, can Pearson do that role? I know we haven't seen him. He's apparently a winger, and I'm, I'm guessing if he goes on uh, again, it won't be a left footer because he is right-footed. Yeah, he'd be more of an inverted winger, I think. Mm. I mean, maybe, but he's so young and. And I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm hoping that we sign a defensive midfielder uh, because we've already talked about Marsh, Woodyard is what what we got really. Again, I'm not overly his biggest fan. I know people love him, but I'd like to see Pell push forward a bit more. If we've got Little to come in and push forward, Chislet to push forward, I think we might need that defensive midfielder. How many loans have we got and can get now? We've got Pearson. Yep, and that's we've also got NYC. NYC and the new lad uh, little as well. So that's and free. the little lad little. How many are we allowed in a season? Because obviously we already used it on. Hudlin. I thought. Well, I always get confused because I always thought you could only have five. But you said I think that you can only have five in new a match. squad. Yes, that's correct. So if you if you're like I said, if you're talking about little Pearson and NYC as three, then you've got two more. But I don't know whether or not you're allowed another two because we've had Towler and Hudlin. I don't know whether we and Magoma. I don't know if you're physically allowed to have any more. Because, because my thing would be to try and get another Towler, which is going to be hard because I, he, he was brilliant. But someone who can go centre back if we need, because we have got Olden, but also someone who can go in that midfield role if we wanted. And Towler was perfect for that. It is tough though on the fact that if you're going to do that, you, you've got to play him. And if you're going to go to, if you're going to go, I think there's a there's a, a, a there's a but definite. Then you'd play him over Pearson. 
if well, we could get another do. Towler, you'd play him over Pierce. You and would, but if Brown. but the, the the big thing is you, he's got to be another Towler, and I think we're in a unique space where people know if they're going to come to Wimbledon, Magoma Hudlin's the, a bit of the the rare one, but in general we're going to play our lone players. There is a good opportunity here to go to one of these clubs and say, look. We're looking for this particular player. Do you want one of your players to come and have a bit of experience and play? Is it an opportunity to get a loan as a way of building a relationship with a particular team, a particular standard of team, a Chelsea or a Fulham, a Palace? Is there a way of doing that and and are still getting a quality player? Or is it a case of, no, let's not worry about the building the relationship of a player or of a, of a club. We're going to target certain players. And I wonder as well, these three, I presume they're not Craig Cope signings. I very much doubt mm. in the rest of the window mm. we're going to have his footballing, I, um, I, his scouting I, used. It'd be interesting whether you just go, this is, you just, you know, draw, say you're going to do, you get gather your information and we'll start you in the summer. I don't know. I, I reckon these could be Craig Cope signings. But Jonathan, you want to say something? Yeah, okay, slightly different subject. Do you guys think Asal is leaving in the January transfer window? And if he does, would you want a loan back? It depends on where he's going. If he's going, to do you mean to... him coming back or a pl- another player coming back? Him coming back. So like, someone I would, I would do that. I would, I would, I'd sell him and then get him back on loan for the rest of the season. Definitely. Yeah, which I don't think will happen though. I think if a team's buying, because they're gonna have to buy him for a million pounds, and there's minimum. Not, yeah, well, that's his buyout clause. Is that what it is? That's what you. Yeah, that's a million pound for his buyout clause. So I, I've said on Twitter, I want a million five and a twenty five percent sell on clause. For yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm if the team that. offers us a million pound, we have to accept it. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> is it though? It, it, it can't. It, it's what he's well, got a one clause, million pound trigger. If that's yeah. his clause, then we have to take it. Yeah, that's his clause, Danny. And look, I won't wrong but with Ali. I know. On that, though, I know the clause my stuff. Is a, if, yeah, of course you do. Yeah, but if the clause is a million pound, as for say, I don't. I mean, I'm not sure I'm buying it. But if there is, if it is a one million pound clause, we must also have a twenty. There must be a quite a hefty. We have you to can have, buy it for yeah. a million, but at the same time, when you sell it, you're, yeah, we're going to get twenty percent. And whether he will go on to be that player, I don't know. But I would, I would sell him for a million for I... a team who's ambitious and get him back definitely. As a word of warning, if Ayobasal listens to this podcast. Which I know he does. I, I'd give him a little bit of a warning and say, look, don't rush off straight away, mate. You're you like Radoni's doing well and stuff, but I think Asal's at a good place. I think if he does go off to somewhere else, I don't think he'd have the same love and stuff that he gets from Wimbledon. Do you know what I mean? The He's same... also a massive project Lee. Like he yeah. is not a guy who's gonna come from us. He is still raw as hell in terms yes, of his discipline. discipline. He's only got yeah. one foot. The way that he goes and something he's crossing at times is poor. I mean, oh. my God, the, the lad at times can be electric, but he is yeah, by far the finished article. Yes. He had that beautiful cross from the left a couple Colchester. games. Wickham. Colchester. Oh, sorry, Colchester, yeah, Colchester. Colchester. Yeah. That that cross made me stand up and, and scream because I was so happy to see that from him. If he could do that more often, he would be the complete player that Chislet's dad wants him to be. Yeah, <laughs> yes, man. Jonathan, you should have seen the limbs in the away end, mate. Oh god! But I do <laughs> think at the moment, I mean, one set lead. Are you happy with the at the moment from up to what we're not far off halfway? Good window or a bad window for us at the moment, it's, Lee? It's it's mad what free signings can do to you, really. Because again, I you know me, I love one minute I'm having a hissy fit, the next minute I'm in love. So the problem is, I I've been so hurt with transfer windows previously. Cosgroves and last year's and do you know what I mean? January windows. What I do like, and, and, and I said 
having trials in January and stuff, we're probably missing out on targets, which seems like we haven't. We've actually got the two targets that we wanted. Ali coming in as a permanent signing is great as well. Do you know what I mean? Because that don't just bode for this se- the rest of this season. That's him now next season as well. So him and uh, Davison and Chislett, do you know what I mean, can build up. This this little coming in, it, we don't know what the terms are. It could be that we we loaned him. He might like us, and he'll come to us. He could be an season. option to a buy. Can he could do a Dob- he could do a Dobson. He could do really well for us, and then Charlton go and sign him. Do you know what I mean? Anything can yeah. happen with that. But that's win win for us because he's coming down here now to do something to show people what he can do to hopefully get a better move next year or come to us if he likes it. My question to you guys would be: Are we now? in a better position attacking-wise. We talked about crew earlier, how boring it was, how we didn't have... We've now lost Hudlin. Do you know what I mean? We've now got... Uh, what's our attacking for? We just came Pearson and Robinson. Davison. With NYC and Davison. Davison, NYC, Ali, Robinson as the strikers. Chislett, Little as your attacking players. And, and with and, a Sal, but we, and if we keep, anyway yet, if we keep a Sal. I think without doubt, we've got we've got an improved attacking lineup, But again, it's on paper. The, per- yeah, the numbers it, on a piece of paper. It looks better. I want to see them. Um, you know, you also have to think that 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 there was definitely a time when we were really excited about the veteran presence of Gunter, Brown, and Pierce, and that turned out really badly. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I want to see them and see how they, they perform. I'm optimistic, but I'm always optimistic. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe to a fault. But, yeah, I think we're stronger attacking-wise than we were especially if we play two up front. So the three out, Jonathan, and the three in, is this a improved... Are you happy with the window or are you not happy with the window at the moment? Considering we've lost three game three, where are you at? Are you as you I'm were or... slightly happy because I think Little might actually be an upgrade from Magoma. Um, Al Hamadi, even never having seen him play and learning about his signing three minutes before we started recording this podcast, he is an upgrade over Hudlin. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, Towler is, you know, he, he, that's the one that hurts. Um, so I would say that if we were one more really strong signing, not alone, but someone that we think is going to be good this year and next year, if we add one more in this transfer window like that, then I'd be really happy. Right now, I'm slightly happy. I said, I, I said on the debrief the other day, we were putting me and my friend were putting two to two together and coming up with four, as I always do, because. You've seen your match is amazing, yeah. With, with transfers, I'm usually spot on. So we we got told that the, the cent- we're going to be signing a centre-back and he's from Wrexham. And the only Wrexham player that we we could think of was a guy called, uh, what's his name? Lennon. Oh, where's his name? Who's the um the main centre-back? You want a documentary? Toza. We ain't getting him, mate. No, no, not Toza. The other guy who got injured on it. He has a family thing on it. No, there's a guy. Oh, he, he paid for Southend. Uh, and yeah, he uh, he he was at Charlton with Johnny Jackson. Okay, and this could be the same guy then. Harry Lennon, Harry, Harry Lennon. Lennon, Harry Lennon. I I think that could be the guys. Uh, I think we could be getting in from. Not Hayden. Uh, no, Harry Lennon. He he played at Charlton with Johnny Jackson. He was a Southian. He'd be a it'd be localish coming back down. I think that's the centre back that we could be after, but. Yeah, I'm I'm quite happy with the window uh, at the moment. Again, I don't 
it's hard because last year I was going, yes, we've got Terry Abladi coming from Fulham. The kid looks electric. Do you know what I mean? His, his pedigree looks good and he was awful. Cosgrove, I've seen him play yeah, for Yeah, Cosgrove, what's, he, what's happening with him, do you think? He I goes presume back, he's just in and gone, isn't he? He goes back out on loan. It didn't yeah. work for him at Southend. Southend fans thought he was awful. He now has to probably step back down to Conference South Ryman Premier League and he won't be here next season. I think he needs to go. He'll go out on loan. I think Agendari's going to go out on loan, um, and I hope Bendel goes out on loan. Yeah, I think I think that I think this is the other the other side of, of of this window is that we're at the moment looking at players to come in for the squad, but I think with equal measure, thinking about next year and the year after, there are four or five young pups who desperately need some experience and they need some game time. Um, and I think we've we've touched on the on the right names and Bartley's obviously gone and I think Frimpong's out and I think we we've we've got to get those younger players get getting some quality game time. I would I don't think Fish is the right fit for us regardless, but I feel I just feel like we've got to get Bendel some game time. He's got to go out and play. Same with Agonde. He needs to go and play every week for five months, come back in the summer a bit fitter, a bit stronger, a bit of experience, a bit of, do you know what? You're the main man in this team and we need you to drag us out of this situation. A bit of, a little bit of maturity, a bit of growing up. Bartley's obviously out as well. Just exactly what Zach Robinson needed. Zach Robinson went away, went to Dundee. No, mate, you've got to go and score some goals here. We need, you're coming in to, to shore up our play. I just feel like we need, those guys to take that level of responsibility on in their career and then come back into our squad. And I think that is the one thing that it's the other side of this window that I think is crucial from Wimbledon point of view is those young guys getting out. I, I think someone's going to be very interesting depending on what league we're in. I think we'll be in league two again, but Craig Cope will be here for a little while. I do think that one of the signings we've made could be a Craig Cope signing. Do you know what I mean? It's mad how we signed probably one of the best players in the conference last year, which where he would have been all season. Uh, but I think it's going to be interesting summer because we said before, I think Gunter will gone, uh, will go. I think uh, Pierce might retire at the end of the season. I think we'll probably then release Brown if his contract's up. And that, that, that'd be some good wages coming in back into the club that we can invest into younger players. But yeah, should we move on from the transfer window? Uh, and when we come back, we'll discuss finances and the finance report that was put out. We're happy to do that, boys. Yep, only a few, Ollie. We might need your maths for this, though. Well, this ain't my my expertise is the transfer window, which we've already spoken oh, about. Cool. So. Yeah, you'll you'll take a seat. You'll you go and put the kettle on, wouldn't you, with the, for this bit? All right. We'll be back in a minute. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. So we're back and we're going to be discussing the finances and the financial report that was uh, put out the other day. I, did the club put it out? Because I know the Maguire geezer on Twitter put it out. That's where I saw it. Uh, Don't know. And our turnovers up or saying, I, to be fair, finances are not my thing. I'd just say a huge, I've got to say a huge well done to Michelle Little, who's the financial, I think she's the person that I don't, you know I me, mean? I don't know what her role is, but yeah, she does a massive job. Well done to somebody who you don't know what they no, do. No, no, I know well Michelle, anyway. Michelle Little is, is the head of finance, I think, with regards okay. to the club or something like that. And I know people, people love to question and me, me, I do it quite a bit, but they put questions on stuff they don't really know about or they, they answer stuff they have no idea about. And Well, well done um, to Michelle for your numbers. 
in numbers. Hey, and people, people always question the numbers and going, well, how are we going to pay for the ground? Do you know what I mean? The bonds ain't even getting paid back. We've only got a pound in the bank. And it's like, well, no, you don't know that. Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you know what our finances are? Misha always comes on and says, and yeah, she's she's good, Misha. I, I like her. One of the Don's Trust balls I actually like, so. What up, Misha? Anyway, okay. Dan, you've got a lot. So I'm gonna. I'm firstly gonna say a huge thank you to Nick Lehman. I know he will be listening. And I messaged him this morning, and I said, look, he, he he contacted me and said, look, I'm happy to kind of debug what all these numbers mean, if you like. And I just said, look, can you give me five headlines or five key facts? So with your permission, I was going to quickly talk about it. So he said, headline one is we lost four hundred thirty thousand pounds last season. This would have been worse, but we obviously made seven hundred thousand pounds on player sales. He said, the trouble with this is that we may not make decent cash from player sales each season, so we need to find ways to boost our basic income or turnover. This is a really much higher player lane, but it needs to be higher still, which I think is pretty fair. And like I said, if you well, think that's about... why we've bought Danny Macklin in. Yeah, and I think and I think if you feel like we've lost 430 pounds from last season, or we lost £430,000 last season, um, if you think that, that we got £700,000 in on player sales, which is probably Ollie Palmer, and then the odd one here and there who would have gone... It wouldn't have been Rodoni. Rodoni is, is this year coming up. So the reality of it, I can't think of who else we might have sold back then. Rodoni would have gone... Um, Rodoni was this year. We had Ollie, Ollie Palmer. Palmer. can't think of anyone else who might have sold um, last year. But anyway, so... Goalkeepers? Uh, it might have been, oh, no, might no, have been no, young players, maybe? We had, them, we had them youth ones. We had one that went to Rangers and one that went to Woolworths. Yeah, yeah, he's on Woolworths. Uh, Woolworths, is, Woolworths is a is a defunct department store, jo- Jonathan, in the UK that's been defunct no, for the last fifteen years. So, we, it would uh, have been a good signing for them. We went to he went to Wolves, didn't we? So if we're looking at three hundred grand for uh, Ollie Palmer, I don't know. Yeah, a couple of kids must have gone for big money. But I mean, if you think about if we're losing four hundred thirty thousand pound without transfer fees, that's if you think in in Wimbledon's terms, where the average wage is probably eighty to one hundred thousand pounds, you'd say conservatively, that's that's four players. That's four League Two standard players that we're short of, which is a little bit interesting. The thing that was very fascinating from the headline two, which again I'm going to I'm going to compliment Nick on. Um, he said that the stadium has cost us and actually 32.8 million. It's his tangible assets figure. Roughly speaking, this has been funded through 13 million pounds from Galliards, 10 million pounds for the Don's Trust, which is a phenomenal amount of money, and it must be in a really interesting thing across the pond when you're starting to learn this story that fans have put their own dosh up i mean that's a, an incredible amount of money and obviously 900 million um 900 million 9 million in shares um it says the loans will need to be repaid but not the shares so the challenge for us is obviously we is, is this this daunting figure coming down the hill where obviously with the dons the, the what's it the plow lane bond people have lent money but they're going to want their interest and they're going to want their money back and i think it's going to be an interesting um it's going to be an interesting figure. The other, the other conversation he had is whether you convert the loans into shares. But I guess it's just trying to work out how how the hell do you pay off this amount of money? I mean, does it get to the point where you just? Oh, I mean, are we going to be for the next five years just a, a conveyor belt? Are we just going to be we have get to a be. good player yeah. sell? Yeah, yeah. Yes. get a good player sell, get yes. a good player sell, and it's like it's that balancing act between. At what point do you sell? Because obviously, if you sold, you could have quite easily sold a sale in the summer, and I would argue we would have got less money then than we would now. No, so it's that's kind not of true. well, I think it. I, well, I'm just giving you an opinion that I think that is true. I think the well, money that he had got in League One, 
yes, we've dropped a league, but he's got another year of experience and he's playing and scoring goals. I feel that, that his value, considering he's gone from a 19-year-old one-season wonder to now almost a three-season campaigner where he's scoring goals regularly, plus the contract that he's on, I think his value's gone up. So I, yeah. I got told at, sorry, John, I got told at Colchester by Stu Deacons that we turned down 1.2 million for Asal in the summer from Peterborough, which kind of goes against the fact that we've he's got a million pound. Exactly, which is why I'm not sure I'm buying the sellout clause thing. Well, and, I, I think the sell-on clause is huge, especially for a 19, 20-year-old, right? Yeah. I mean that's that's the big that's the big money on here, isn't it? It's not the initial yeah. payment. It's the if you get big, we're in. And you two would know much more than I. But we've sold some players four or five years ago that presumably we have sell-on clauses that could sell for a bunch of money, and we could get a big payment. There, there are a few. I mean, mainly, mainly we've had goalkeepers we've been we've we've had a very we've had a lot of very good young players and i guess the the biggest the, the biggest challenge um challenge jonathan is we, we haven't got a clue how much that money is and we don't know how big a percentage but if you use like lee always talks about matthew cox at brentford he would have been sold and we will potentially find out next year how much money he was probably a down payment for but more importantly you'll find out quickly if he's a 10 million pound football player if we're picking up only a million pounds and obviously 10% is quite fragile. So it's just a case of how ambitious we've been in that market. Sorry, Lee. No, I just think Matt Cox, I think he will go to someone like Man U and Newcastle, someone like that for a, a hell of a lot of money, which will make us a lot of money. We've just lost Spike as well, which hasn't been announced, yeah. the young lad. Which yeah, I don't Spike get why Yeah, Spike Britt's the under-16 goalkeeper. has been at the club since he was about eight, I think. Very good goalkeeper. We've just lost him to Spurs, which hasn't so there, been there announced. Is, as, as Johnson said, there is a, I think there's a good dozen young lads out there who are potential earners for us. I'd be amazed if any of them have not got sell-ons, but it is a question of it's not just good enough to be at a position where you can earn a few bob, but the club that he's at now have got... So, for instance, if a player like, um, say, Matthew Cox goes to Brentford, if he goes from Brentford to Stoke, or Brentford to Man United next year for £2 million, but then he goes on to the the, the next signing after is the forty million. We don't get a, a snippet of it. It's got to be the club that we've sold to. He makes it big at that club, and the likelihood of of Brentford or any of those clubs, particularly in a goalkeeping position, which is where a lot of our talent is, to say no, we're not going to worry about you guys as a keeper. We're backing this young eighteen year old is almost unheard of. So it is that kind of, and goalkeepers in general, they're not as they don't punch as high financially which is a bit weird than people others pay, people pay for strikers that's yeah of that's, course yeah they overpay for them um i you know back before the don's trust election when the the you know fan owned versus pr- private owned debate was firing up i did a lot of thinking about this and i'm like until we pay off the debt afc wimbledon is best case scenario an up and down league one league two club Best case scenario. But I think and and I think that we're going to have to really be a conveyor belt, as you said, uh, in that time until we pay off the debt. Then when we pay off the debt, then I think there could be a real opportunity to make a run up maybe as high as the championship. No, I agree. And I think I said at the start of the, start of the season on the podcast that we our model now is going to be having to find 
Asals. We've got Jack Curry and Biller coming through, which I think they could go for a lot of money. People, the, the argument I don't get is, oh, there's nothing, we, nothing coming through. People don't know what's coming through. Do you know what I mean? We, who would have thought Asal was going to burst onto the scene other than Robbo at the time, which you've got to give him credit. Do you know what I mean? He, he threw him in and he, it's worked. But we don't know. Jack Curry's burst on, Bilal's burst on, and we've got others that possibly could do it. Uh, I think also, I did, as I said, I did say at the start of the season, I think we're going to have to be a yo-yo club for a little while. We, If you look at League 2, a lot of the ones down there, uh, League 1, sorry, a lot of the ones in relegation, League 1, have come from League 2 up. You've got Forest Green are struggling in there. Again, the Scum are struggling, which they come from League 2. You've got Cheltenham, Morecambe, all the teams down at the bottom are come from League 2, other than you get your odd one like Bristol Rovers and stuff like that, and the big ones like Bolton. I think that might be, be our model, and I think going up and having a little promotion party and then having a relegation party is not the end of the world, really. We, you know what I mean? I think it's just our model at the moment. And I think you're right, Jonathan, until the, the, the grounds uh, paid off, I, I, I don't see it any other way. I, the, 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 the finances and the, the ownership model and stuff like that, sell or don't sell, I, I, we, me and Danny have always said about selling and stuff like that. And, but I, I've always said that I don't like fan run. Do you know what I mean? I, I like the fact that now... You're okay have... with fan own, but you don't want fan run. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And that's what I've always believed in. I, when it was fan... If Danny MacLean and Craig Cope had not come in, I would have still been a little bit worried at, at this time. But now they've come in. Danny MacLean's come in to, to help us with the turnover, help us bridge that financial gap that we can sign players. Craig Cope's obviously come in from a, from a lower league to go, right, this is a gem I know in the conference or the conference north. My my worry is with players is how do we get the best? He's been northern based, so how do we get players to come down and live in Wimbledon when it's one of the most expensive places in in the country? I'm sure you know, Jonathan. Just on that, the north of England and the south of England, there's a huge okay, fine. There's a huge yeah. discrepancy in terms of what you could get up north. The value for money for your pound down yeah. south, it's just not there. Sorry, Lee, pardon me. No, no, I, I, yeah, I agree. And, and, and that's the thing. And I think that it's one of the things that we do struggle with as Wimbledon is trying to bridge that gap and trying to find players that come down. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I just think the finances are not in a terrible position. I've, I'm actually quite relieved by them. And, uh, yeah, it's a longer longer term goal and strategy of how we, how we keep... We need, we need some cup runs as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to mention the cup runs. And I think, it, as I said before, it's just that... And I'll just reiterate pretty much the exact same point. It's just, I always feel with, you know, it's like stocks and shares. There is a key moment in a player's career where they're at their absolute optimum value. And we've just got to make sure that we sell them at that point. And so the, for instance, someone like Jack Curry, for me, selling him now would will get a fraction of the price if we sold him not this summer, next summer. But the challenge is that this summer, there's going to be there's, I would be amazed if in the summer there isn't a 500 grand offer for him. But for me, if he had one more year with us, he would pretend he could, if his trajectory is the same, I think he could easily be a one and a half, two million pound football player. But it is a question of, do you do you go, okay, that's 500 grand, we take it now. Is on, And it's is a case of holding a nerve, I guess. And someone like Curry... I don't see him necessarily in a, in a huge rush, but though, and again, it is massive between the moment a player hits 2021, 20, they're like, no, I need to go. The 19 year olds, they can just hold fire, but it is just that the timing of the sale, I think is going to be the really interesting point. I also think it depends on what club comes in for him uh, and where he is at that time. Do you know what I mean? Because Jack Curry, I can see him and Bill <laughs> being one of these players that like to stay with us. You don't know about their home life and stuff. Yeah. Where, 
Asal probably wants to play. At the, I know they all want to play at the highest level they can, but do you know what I mean? It depends. If someone like Newcastle coming for Jack Curry, you can't really stand in his way at half a million pounds. You have to tell him that the, the offer's there. Do you know what I mean? We're going to either take it or... Re- you know what I mean? You don't really... If a Newcastle... I'm not saying it is, but at the moment, Newcastle are signing some great players. You don't really want to go, yeah, we're going to stand in your way of signing for a possible Champions League team, going to win trophies and have all the money in the world, do you? No, of course. So, but it is that's that's that balance of, of what point... And again, this is where when you've got younger players and it is that... The you know we've seen so many players go and they, it just doesn't materialise. But it is just a question of if we generally are serious about. And for me, I'd be targeting a player a summer. So I'd be thinking, right, we'll curry this summer, bill of the next, and you're kind of almost going this. This is our. It's a conveyor. Yeah, this, and it's well, it's almost like this is our six or seven hundred thousand pound in cash injection, and you're hoping that ideally you get one of them and you get one of the clubs getting a, a million pound for this player and you pick up hundred k etc. And it just it's just yeah, it's a timing thing. But the other thing I thought was interesting there was two bits. Only paid a hundred thousand pound in transfer fees, which is probably one of the lowest, and that was basically McCormick. So apart from McCormick, in terms of purchasing players, that it must be. We might, we we've got a very, it's a very massive market in terms of the free player market and the players who are out of contract, etc. But it just shows you that the moment any player of any real note goes, do you know what? I fancy a bit of a punt. We're we're going to struggle, which is like the Towler situation. It'd be very tough paying that money. Jonathan, before coming, the McCormick. We sold McCormick to Bristol Rovers. So is that included here, or would that be included? No, no, in no this is ad, ad, additions. Right. So, so this is only. No, no, but the coming... seven hundred grand that we got. Does but McCormick, remember, that... McCormick is next summer. That's next summer, right. Because yeah. obviously McCormick and Radoni going will be in the money that we've got, plus Brits, plus whoever else we get money for. So the next year one, you would think with the Radoni money, with um, which would be interesting to see roughly where Radoni's at, where um, McCormick was. I would, I would have thought with McCormick would probably just get our money back. But it'd be interesting saying that it's 100,000 just shows you that, frankly, unless they are... I mean, I, I mean our top purchase is Davison isn't it but I, I, I don't see and again we'll find out how much that is next year but if you think before that I think he might have even been, even been Piggott you know twenty. I mean £20,000 is what we kind of pay for him and it's just I guess that, that you know that's the market that we're in really um, and £100,000 for us is a lot of money and it just it was interesting that we, we he was a player did you watch much last year Jonathan um, not as much as I've been watching okay. this year, but Fine. I mean, especially at the very end of the season, it was just so depressing. Yeah, crikey! It must be. I mean, I mean, fair play for you for sticking around because that was that was a tough watch. But McCormick was a player who obviously from Chelsea had a lot yeah. of a good rep, um, and him coming in, he just never quite hit it. But it was just interesting in terms of reading. You know, Nick was talking about the comparisons and about how we there was an income or turnover of five million, which potentially was government grants. Um, and he said it'd be very interesting to see two normal football seasons next in. So the next, he was basically saying that next year's reports is going to be fascinating reading when you put into players coming in that we bought, which is obviously Davison, um, which will possibly be um, if this guy who Al, Al Amadi, if he's coming on a, on a price, plus the players that have been sent out, it will be a very interesting picture because we'll also have the combination of this. The, the first year post-COVID, all the fans are in the ground. Plus this year, you'll get to see a real contrast of Plough Lane being busy. I mean, I still think it's been really busy this year, to be honest with you. But it'll just be—it's been—it'll be interesting to see the price comparisons. But 
he was basically saying that despite making a loss last year, needing to reverse this and start making money to pay off the auditors, the auditors are not unduly worried and have signed the Dons off as a going concern. Accounting speak for we're not likely to be going bust anytime soon, which is just, it just, I feel like, you know, the club feel like they're in a, in a solid place, but I think it's just, I think, I guess for the fans point of view, it's just a question of it's, it's, it's going to be keep calm and carry on for a while. And, as I've said with Wimbledon fans, it's just that managing that expectation is going to be is going to be crucial. Well, and and especially considering that all of those numbers are from pre Danny Macklin, yeah. And I think Danny is putting some good things in place, um, and I think that we're going to see some increases in revenue in some nice areas, and and so for things to be okay before he got here, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. I think we're on. I think we're on a good path. I mean, we're not. We we don't have the money we want, for sure. But I think that we're on a good path to saying solvent. And if we can keep doing being smart with freeze transfers and uh, selling uh, in, intelligently and, and can continue to develop young players, I could see paying off the debt in four or five years and then maybe saying, OK, now we can marshal our funds and really say that we're going to make a real push uh, to try to be, you know, League One pushing into championship. No, I think that's the uh... The point there, Jonathan, you've hit the nail on the head there. This was pre-Danny Macklin. Danny Macklin's come in. He's now in charge of making sure that our revenue streams are better. He's already doing it with regards to games like Stockport, where it's going to be a fiver, I think. I don't, I'm not, not sure I can get down to Stockport. But, yeah, it's going to be fiver, I think, for everyone to get in, which I think is great because Stockport will bring loads. People always yeah. argue, like, why have you done it in a game Is it where... fiver for everyone? Yeah, yeah, I think including so. the Stockport fans. Stockport fans are five, yeah, because I think I think Crew was the same. Was it? Was was it? Was it Crew yes. was five as well? But Stockport will sell out. They'll bring thousands down. They're quite well supported. So, uh, and I see, it, I see it today. People like ask why, why I get into Stockport? Where they're going to sell out anyway? Why not do it at twenty quid? Another thing I wanted to raise with you guys, and uh, I don't want to waffle on too much, is our, our actual ticket prices, because we, we're playing Bradford on Saturday. Bradford are a big club. Yeah. Their fans have been moaning that it's twenty five pounds to get in plus two pound booking fee. So it's £27 to go watch. It's a lot, that, isn't it? For League, League 2. League 2 Sheesh. football game. Can you imagine paying £27 to watch Crew versus what, Wimbledon What's last the week? Premier League limit? They have 20, it, isn't it? 20 is plenty. 20? Was it 30 is plenty? I thought it was 20. But so I've got a list of hours on there. So Bradford charged £20 uh, for adults, £24.64. Uh, senior, 65 plus is 18. Young person, 17, 23 is 18. Youth, 12, 16 is 10. Uh, junior 11 under is £5 and they also do a family pass two adults and two kids for £45 that's up until the day before the game and then if you buy on the actual day of the game it goes up so it's £25 20 20 10 and a fiver still Uh, we charge our cheapest seat which is in the East Stand family section is 23 quid for the away fans or home fans that would be £25 would be the home and away fans our most expensive is 35 we charge 27 quid uh, we are £25 for the, the terrace, which I think is quite a lot. We charge £17 for concession. Our cheapest seat is £5 for under 17 and under. So, do you know what I mean? We are offering, we, we, there's no youth or junior or young person. It is quite a good. I think we're reasonable with regards to getting kids in and, yeah. and ticket prices. But I do think we are 35, 32, 25, 27, 25, and 23. In the East Stand alone, it's 27, 25, and 23, I think. I can't. Well, the Premier League have just announced it's £30 cap. So to give you an idea, Jonathan, no Premier League club can charge more than £30 for an away ticket. So if you're Man United going to Bournemouth, 
the maximum that you should be paying is 30 quid. Okay. And we're charging 27 for Bradford to come watch Wimbledon. I want to put this in a little bit of perspective because I actually yeah. prepared, I prepared for this. Oh, um, fantastic. Go on, take so it away. St. Louis's MLS team, single match tickets are not on sale yet. <clears throat> okay. So what I did is I went out and I looked at uh, away games because other teams have their tickets for sale. Yeah. And, and they're starting, um, when, when are the, when's the club starting? Sorry? February. 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 Oh, wow. So um, I, I, I'm originally from Chicago. My parents still live up there. So I went to see what is the cheapest ticket that I could get to see St. Louis City at Chicago. The very cheapest ticket I could get. And, and I even did the conversion for you, 50 pounds. Wow. That was the cheapest that I could find at Chicago for the St. Louis City game. That was the cheapest. Was 50 pounds. That's a lot. Yeah. And 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 so but and it, it I I I think that whenever you talk about ticket prices because we all want the gates revenue to be as big as it can so that we can put money into players. But ultimately, I personally think any club needs to make the ticket prices as low as possible because we do not I want everyone to be able to go see AFC Wimbledon. I want someone who, you know, d- doesn't, you know, who who's just barely getting by, but they can find a fiver. I want them to be able to figure out a way to get into a game. I mean, that that is something we can do as a club. So I understand wanting to have the gate revenue be as high as possible. But my personal opinion is I hope that they would keep ticket prices as low as possible. I would rather see a sellout where we don't make as much gate as I would a half full stadium with with more. Then we're hoping that if we get a sellout, we're going to make more money in the bars and the food revenue, uh, in the club shop, yep. stuff like that. I, I, yep. I, I can't remember what club it is, but a club uh, has done a – there's a game they're doing with you pay what you can afford. So anyone – They did that pay, on the telly, didn't they, with Colchester recently? Yeah, they put on pay, the telly. Pay a pound or you can pay 20 pounds. You can pounds, pay whatever you like, and all the money went to charity on the, yeah, on the day. I, I just think – I think 20 is plenty, especially in the, the, the terrace, the south stand and the east stand. You shouldn't be paying more than 20 quid to sit in them. I mean, a terrace is £25, which I think is quite a lot for a terrace seat. Uh, I think I just think it's difficult because obviously, you know, you're right in terms of I don't disagree with you from a cost of living. And obviously, the UK, Jonathan, are going through a hell of a lot of turmoil at the minute with strikes and cost of living and gas and oil. And I'm sure everyone is, but particularly where we are in London, it's pretty rough in terms of the, you know, what we're getting paid and what we're having to shell out is, is frightening. But at the same time, as a football fan, you're right, the money should be lower. But again, if we are going to make it more affordable, then the club of the, the, the fans have also got to realise that the cost of players and the cost of the football club, that's not going to get lower. That's only going to move with it. So it is that balance of, yes, it would be, it should be lower, but on the same front, then you're not going to get your player that you want. You're not going to, get the quality of what you're expecting inside the stadium which is that yeah it's a balance but we also got to remember like we're we're in an affluent area so that's probably why we charge a little bit error but we also charge quite it's reasonable price for the local pubs and restaurants but our food and our drink prices are not they're not (coughs) to buy i think i bought chips the other day from naked fries i think that cost me five pound fifty for a medium chips they charge 50p for a sauce do you know what i mean it's six it's, it cost me seven pound fifty for chips that's and drink. easily double jonathan where you would probably what you're normally paying somewhere 
Do you know what I mean? It's a lot of money what we paid. Like, I get it. The, the, the quality is good. The chips are good. The my pie is brilliant. Do you know what I mean? The bar, we, we spend our money and I kind of get it because where we where that area is, Elsfield and stuff, you're paying £7, £8 for a pint in some places. Do you know what I mean? And we're, what, £5, £6. But as I said, the ticket prices could be a little bit more reasonable and then people would then spend their money on the food and drink and, and the club shop and stuff. Yeah, I, 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 I'm all for I I want I want people to get into the game. And that's another reason why American sports. I, that's probably another reason why I'm I'm, I'm so into uh, AFC Wimbledon is um, just the the how outrageous it is. Um, you know, I, I think that I might be able to afford to go to one or two St. Louis matches, MLS matches might be able to afford one or two. That that's that's what I could probably afford. And I I, I, I want more than that. That's the problem with football in, the, in this country at the moment, Jonathan. Is that the trains are an absolute joke over here? You can't get train tickets cheap anymore. We used to, I used to go home and away every game, uh, and you used to be able to get train tickets six weeks in advance for thirty pounds to go to Barrow. Where now, if you're looking to go, I went to Hartlepool at the start of the season. I paid for me and my boy. I paid a hundred pounds just to get a train to London and then go up to Hartlepool. I paid thirty quid for match tickets. So before I've even eaten and drunk anything, I've done a hundred and thirty pound. I can go watch a game in Germany for that. I'm, yeah. I'm going to Milan in March and I've just paid £121 for a flight and a hotel, £22 for a match ticket to go to Inter Milan. I'm £145 in. That's my flight, my hotel for two nights and my match ticket. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to one of the iconic stadiums in the world. I know it's no plow lane, but it's it's just mad <laughs> to me that we that foreign clubs and, and they can they can do it and stuff. And yeah, but... my, my, my dream is to go to plow lane and I'm definitely saving up, but I don't want to go until the trains are... Are, are running so i got plenty mm, bloody hell. I got don't worry when the train the train don't work you'll slip over break your neck and no ambulance will come don't worry yeah well if john green's listening i think john green as as, as you come from john green's uh school of afc woman and he should po- pony up i think he should pay up for a or we'll a just flight. set up a crown funder it's absolutely fine i think john green well john green's got the money mate he ain't, he ain't poor he, he should put a lot of his own money into afc wimbledon for no reason at all other than he likes it yeah and he could put, and cold. he could and he could pony up a little bit more to send jonathan over to a <laughs> there right. you go well actually we move on and when we come back we'll discuss bradford on saturday uh a massive game now with the three new signs the wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. So, last part of tonight's show is uh, we're going to be discussing the uh, Bradford, uh, Bradford, Bradford, Bradford. I'm going to preview the Bradford game on Saturday. First off, I just want to say we obviously we signed Ali. Uh, I can't. I'm not going to. Al Hamadi. Al Hamadi. Ali Al Hamadi. You know, and... Lee, you mispronouncing things is my second favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> People think I do it on purpose, but I'm not. I'm just that stupid. Uh, but yeah, someone put it on the, one of the Facebook groups. I think Noel Cooper, you need to uh, give your head a wobble, wobble a little bit. Uh, I think it's been deleted since. But yeah, someone put Ali Arrives International with Signs on the AFC Women Group. And he put Refugees Welcome, which is an absolute ridiculous comment. And Noel, you should know better. Do you know what I mean? You've, just, you've had all the stuff that you've been going on. Just give your head a wobble. Come off social media for a little while. And I think, yeah, just have a little break from it all, mate, because uh, it's getting a bit too much for you. But yeah, Bradford, what are we saying, boys? What is the, uh, what's the feeling? I, I wasn't looking forward to it until we've signed these players. Welcome back who, to the Nodges, that's all. It depends yeah. on who plays, right? I mean, 
you know, is because we had, you know, Pearson was available against crew, right? Yep. And he didn't get in. And, you know, Robinson was available, but he played for four seconds. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't know who's going to be fit and who's ready and who's knows enough and whether JJ's happy with them. I, I'm right. You're JJ, Jonathan. Who are you picking? Pick your team. Go. Oh, don't God. be able, don't worry about it. you're the manager. You know you've signed two players on Thursday night. Okay. Who are you picking? Go for it. Um I'm gonna play four four two. Good. And and I'm gonna play um I'm gonna play Davison and Alhamadi up front. Okay. Um then I'm gonna play um I'll play Pearson. Pell. Is Woodyard back or dude? I haven't I seen know. anything on Woodjob. Okay. No, no, let's let's say he's not. So I'll go. I'll go. Uh, Pearson, Pell, Little, Chislet, and then I'll play four in the back. I'll do Curry, Pierce, Columbai, Beeler. Okay, I, that's what you you'd play. Yeah, that's correct. That's what yes. you're. I don't like, think yeah. that's what JJ would play. Yeah. It, I, and why if, are you if, playing that, Jonathan? What, what's your thought process behind that? Because obviously we've not seen Pearson or Maddie or, or Little, but you're putting them all in. Well, hey, why is it? Who who else are you going to play? I no, mean, yeah, I, I'm with you on it 100. Like I I don't care. I've never seen Pearson, but I don't want to see Senior start. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen Senior every game. I've seen that movie and it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then in midfield, um, I I, so I no George Marsh. I just I don't like George Marsh. I don't like him, and I would rather give Little a shot. Baptism by fire. Throw him in. That's why I would do it. Yeah, I, I never want to see Courtney Senior again. Uh, I think that's him gone. Oh, you know the other one we didn't speak about earlier? Jasko Linen. He's left. The goalkeeper yeah. that we had. Oh, okay. the, cl- right. the club didn't announce that either, so they didn't want to tell us that. Thanks okay. for coming down for a couple of months, getting injured. And... Are you agreeing with Jonathan Lee on the 4-4-2? No, no we're okay. not. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing then? That's all right. We're doing good. Uh, it's, that's why we do that. 4-4-2 is mad to me. And, and frying in all them players straight away is... We'll get back. Okay. So counter, please. So I think John, Jonathan, JJ, sorry, will go three at the back. He'll go three, five, two. I think. Uh, I would go four at the back. I'd go uh, Curry, Pierce, Callumby, Biller. But I would go three. What's what's we've been playing? Four, two, three, one again. And I, I would go the two. I'd go. I think Woodyard probably will be back. So I'd go Woodyard, Pell, and then the three across would be. Who's my friend? We just heard that one here, mate. And uh, sorry, I've tried cousin, bless him. And then, uh, so I'd have Chislet. I'd, I'd throw in what's his name, Little. I'm trying to think who we've got. Uh, yeah. So the big, the big conversation for me is who you plan up from because you've obviously got Davison, you've got Robinson, you've got. Would you? Would you be NYC. annoyed? Would you, I'd play NYC just behind Davison. That's the one I forgot about. Okay. So I'm playing two, but I'm going. It's two. Four two three one. Four two three one. NYC's got you've got free roll across the whole pitch wherever you want. Okay. To just behind Davidson. I and then I'll throw Lid, Little in. Ali's on the bench. Uh, Pearson's on the bench again. Asawa, I can't see him being back. He ain't had enough. But I, I think J, JJ will go free at the back, and I think he'll play a three five two. Would you be annoyed if you were Zach Robinson? No, I think he knew exactly what. I'm pretty sure he's come back, and I do think he'll be above the pecking order from um, Al Hamadi, and I think he'll be above the pecking order for Pearson. I think that he'll he'll come back, and I think he's he's come back to to be given a, a higher berth, in my in my opinion. 
I, I, I don't think he's above our Maddie, so. But we haven't, we've never even heard this bloke or seen him, and you can't, he's not just going to. There's no way you sign above. a player for an undercoat fee with a sell on clause. We'd, but we don't know anything about how much it was or anything like that. We've got Rob, we signed Robinson, we've got half a million. I don't know how you can. Half of what? Half a mil. We just used all the turnover from last year. Just no. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I could be wrong. No, but I, 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 I don't I see. You're right. But... Robinson's in a better form. He's got more goals this year. He's played more games. So you might on, on paper, who if you're are you looking at him? who are the best two strikers, they're the two. I'm playing three five two. Unfortunately, I know. If, I don't if like he it, plays three five two, I might walk out on Saturday. We haven't got the players, mate. We don't have anyone else. So I'm gonna. I'd be playing the three centre backs that we've all said. I'm looking forward to when we can possibly play two, but I don't know how we'll play two with what we've got. I don't think Nightingale and Callum Bailly are the right combo. I think Callum Bailly has been in the form of his career and I think he could play as a two, but I don't think he'll play well with anyone else. I think Dave, I think um, Pierce is just too slow for a two. So I think he'll just do the same three. I think the back five will be the back five. And then I think he'll play three and a two. And I don't, I think he'll play Chislet. I think he'll play Pell and I think he'll play Woodyard. I think Pell and Woodyard will be sort of sitters, and I think Chislett will just go wherever he wants to go. And then I think up front, I think you'll play, um, I think you'll play um, NYC, and I think you'll play Davison. And I, I think NYC is a little bit off the pace, so I would, I, I, I would, I would probably stick with him for now because I think he's got what it takes. But I think we'll we'll get the whip from the fullbacks, and I, I think without a sal, that's where we will go. I I think it depends on how they've trained in the week. I think he might go with. If I I believe he's going to play that three five two. I think he'll go with uh, I think he'll go Robinson and Davison and say to Robinson, "This is your chance." And if he's rubbish and nothing happens, we have got NYC and Ali. You know what I mean? But I also I think he'll use NYC as that roaming, do what you like kind of player. If we play that what he was playing the four two three one, I think NYC suits that. And then you've got Ali and Robinson who can come on for Josh Davison, or you can take NYC on and go two up front and stuff. But here's my concern. One of my concerns is we keep talking about Pell playing further up, but every formation that we've talked about has him further back. So where do we want Pell? Do we want him in that like number 10 spot or pushing up, or do we want him to be a midfielder further back? I think it depends on who we bring in. If we bring in another, as I said, we said earlier, if we bring in another, say, Taolo who can play centre-back or in that defensive midfield role, then Pell can have license to go forward. I think JJ likes him further back. I don't think he likes him going forward. And that's why I think we have now we've got Chislett, NYC, Little, Pearson, Asal, who can play them forward roles. And then I think Pell will just be a shit house. He'll break play up. He'll move it forward. And also, if you've got Woodyard and Pell, Pell could still go forward, leaving Woodyard at the back. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and, and covering that kind of position. Billow and Curry get back quite quickly. So, yeah, I, I, I think Pell could. I'm not sure I'd back Pell to be a holder. I think he's just. I don't think he's got the. Would you not, say not box even to the, box. Not, not even the discipline. Oh God, that's another phrase that drives me mad. Box to box. Um, I don't know whether or not he's got the discipline just to sit, and I don't think that's actually. Excuse me. I don't even think that's his. I think his his main drive is is getting in the box, winning headers. Um, I, I'm not sure him just sitting and passing is his way. So I, I think. Pell's got to get a bit further forward, and um, I could be wrong, but it's in, what what is interesting is that genuinely, for the first time in a while, we've got teams that we all disagree on, and and that's not happened very often. We've all often had 
different people who have gone, well, this is the 11. And I think it, it will be interesting to see how many of these lone players or how many of the newbies are going to come in and really hit the ground running. See, this is why I think Ali's going to be above Robinson. Only I know Johnny Jackson is going to say nice things about when he signed, but when he signed, Ali is a young, hungry centre-forward who has been in and around the first team all season at Wickham. He could have stayed there, but he has showed a desire to get out and show what he can do by playing regularly. He ain't come on loan, he's come permanently. He's strong, he's energetic, and he gives us a threat in behind. He suits what we're trying to do and gives us another option. And that's why I think he, he's there too. Because Robinson's more of a a fox-in-the-box striker. He's more of that Jamie Vardy kind of striker where Ali and Josh Davis, Josh Davidson doing all the running. Josh Davidson wins the flicks. Do you know what I mean? He won flicks against Crew, but there was no one to win him on to. Do you know what I mean? He was, he was winning them to no one. Uh, I just, I, I'm quite excited. But then I, as I said, last January, I was quite excited when we signed some of our players and they turned out to be some of the worst. I, that, that watching Crew last week, all I kept doing was having nightmares of Cosgrove passing that ball back. Uh, so that probably why. I, I mean, are we are we are we worried about Bradford? I mean, are we bothered about Bradford? I mean, I'm not being funny. Decent. I don't know. I mean, they're okay. They obviously got rid of a a player that apparently we weren't bothered about. They just got rid of Lee Angle. Um, he went a Sutton. Sutton, but yeah. They, but they've got last, Cook. Cook's good yeah. for them. But uh, the last five, they've lost three, and obviously we've we've lost one. We've had three draws in there. Um, I think it's a it, it'll be a really good. A really good yardstick for us. I think we've kind of had a really good set of form and take away the first 10 games or so. We, this will be, we, we've been in and around that top seven in terms of form. We were top two till recently. So it'll be interesting to see where we sit with a club like Bradford. Well, Bradford away, I went up to Bradford away and we drew two all and we should have won 2-1 except for a last minute equaliser they got. I think that turned our season as well, Bradford away, because we were struggling, as you said, the first 10 games. We went out there, everyone expected us to get battered because they were beating teams for fun. And we went out there and put a real performance. And that's where Chislett kind of said, look, I'm, I'm going to be a decent player this season. That's I think also, what it, I think the reason why I think the Saturday game could be good is that often the teams that come to us, they come and just want to spoil. They just sit behind the ball and they'll go, do you know what? We're not going to come and attack. I think Bradford are going to come for the win. So I think they're actually going to look to move the game forward, create space. And I think that's, I think we are, we naturally are going to struggle creating space against teams who are just going to sit deep and just go, do you know what? We're not going to give you much. At least Bradford coming at us is going to create space, which is why it's a massive shame if Asal's not playing because he's the one guy with a bit of space that you'd want. Sorry, Jonathan, go on. I think that we're going to win because um, I think that that there's new blood, there's competition for for the the for spots that wasn't there uh, just two weeks ago. I think that you're going to see. I think you're going to see a side that's going to play um, with much more intensity, much more passion. I think they're going to start uh, really living up to some of their potential. I'm really optimistic. I think we win. So, John, John go on and we go predictions. Jonathan, what's your prediction? Uh, three one. Whoa, Danny. Oh no! I hate. Can you can you come back? Give me a moment. Before what well, Jonathan's just said. Correct. Before we signed the players, and before we had a, if we were looking at the same squad, we went to Crew. I would have said two 0 Bradford. I I think it'd be a draw. I think it'd be a Desmond. Desmond two two. <laughs> you think it'd be a Desmond? Yeah. Okay. Coming in, Dan. Um. Oh dear. Okay, I'm going to go for a win. I think we're going to have the opportunity to, and I think one of the newbie players will come on and really give a little bit of oomph. I think the crowd will be it'll be busy, which gets a bit of energy. I think Bradford are going to come for the win. If a was playing, I think we'd definitely win. I don't know what 
the situation with him is him and Woodyard are so massive for us. So if Woodyard was back and there's no Asal, then it'll be a scrappy might nick one maybe a maybe a one nil. But I think if Asal plays, I think we win I think we win two nil. But the one thing is good is that we seem to be able to defend at the moment, which is a result. So let's say two nil Wimbledon and be optimistic. I, I I think Little's going to be a big player for us now. I really do. I just I I think he's dropping down to a level that probably suits him. You know what I mean, I might get all my Armani gear out for Saturday, head to toe in Armani, just to support him. Do you know what I mean? Wow, why not? Lucky we didn't sign Gucci because I've got loads of that as well. Right, that's us done. Jonathan, is that it? Been, is it? Jonathan, it's been an absolute pleasure with you. Oh, pleasure uh, coming was all mine. It was great talking to us. It's, it's good to have someone with a little bit of intellect on. Finally, I've yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Me and Jonathan have had a great time. You've just sat <laughs> in the cap looking like an idiot, yeah. Right, right. Well, and it's El Hamadi, there's not two D's in there, Ali just Hawa. the one, Ali Hawa El Hamadi. Yeah. Right, well, we'll finish there. Come on, you dons. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.